Burns here. Whatever Burns here. I can't play. The ball is just sitting there, Jerry. I can't hit it. Welcome to episode 26 of the first T-Jitters podcast. Only three of us tonight. Um, Tyler could not make it tonight. We've had a pretty good stretch of all four of us together. Um, He did send in his picks, his top 10 picks for this weekend's tournament. He sent me two picks in case somebody picks one of his. We've always gone by that rule, but we really don't. I mean, if, if two of us really like a golfer, we can still pick them. Yeah, that's true. We've now, I don't think any of us have ever picked the same one, though. It's been an unwritten rule, I think. Um, so we'll do that a little bit later. Tyler's had – he's four for six on top tens, I think. So he's got a his, – his picks and his absence have to live up to those expectations. I played golf the other day. Oh, go ahead, Brady. I, I was going to say I was listening back before the episode tonight. I love how the, the three of us, like, give a reason. We're like, you know – Finale's been hot, or like this guy, Tiger's news. Tyler just says his pick, like no BS about it. It's just like, this is my pick, and he's absolutely nailed them. I think a couple times, and I might be wrong, and he can tell me next week if I'm wrong, but I feel like a couple times he's just forgotten about it, and he pulls up the list of who's playing like while we're discussing it, and he just finds the name and throws it out there. But he has nailed it. He's got a winning formula. Uh, three of us I combined just, have as many top tens as he has in six weeks. I, I am just getting so frustrated with it in general because my guys always finish like T13, T15. It's like I'm like a shot away. I think half of mine have missed the cut. Yeah. Um, I played golf the other day. It was a little bit swampy. Um, that's only like the second time I've played in the last two weeks, probably got to get things dialed in for our trip. I got plans to play, uh, Friday. I think I'm going to do a work event where we're going to go. Have you heard of this? It's, it's like a top golf, but I think it's more like you play it like a course. So it's kind of like a combination of a simulator and a, and top golf. The not top golf, but there's one in Richmond called drive shack. And it sort of has a simulator type thing like that where it shows you the course on the TV screen and like where your targets are in relation to the course and you play like that and it seemed pretty cool. That's the way I understand it. I think you could pick like famous courses. Like you can yeah, I did St. Andrews when I went. Yeah. But that's, the, um, that's why I like Drive Shack more than Top Golf because essentially it is the same thing, but it has that feature and Top Golf does not. Brady, are you, are you going to Drive Shack or are you – or are you going to like a simulator bar with like simulators? No, it's it's not called Drive Shack, but I think it's probably the same thing, just like the Northern Virginia version of it. Um, mm-hmm. Some guy set it up through work. And then on Saturday, I think I'm going to go to the driving range. I'm going to take my fiance with me to go hit a couple of balls. And then I promised her Mexican food after. So there you go. There you go. Love Mexican food. Had some the other night and it was delicious. Um, I didn't play very well the other day. 
I felt like I did, but my score did not reflect it. I'm still struggling pretty bad from about 115 yards in. My my, I was talking to Tyler today. My short, my chipping around the green and my putting feels fine, but anything from 30 yards to 115 yards, I'm just lost. That's what you got to practice, man. That's that's where you. That's where you saved some shots. Well, I was going to go practice the other day. I went to uh, the driving range at the country club, and it had poured down rain and snow had melted, so it was pretty wet. But I was just going to go to the driving range. It was on Sunday. And uh, so I drove over to the country club and walked into the pro shop, and there was this guy just sitting behind the counter, somebody I've never seen there before, older guy. He was playing on his phone, and it looked like I scared him when I walked in. Doors weren't locked or anything. But he looked up and asked if he could help me with anything, and I just asked if the driving range was open. And he just goes, no. I was like, all right. And he was like, do you need anything else? And I was like, nope, thank you. I think that was kind of weird. Have they started any of that renovation? No. I haven't heard anything else about it. Interested to see when that starts. If it's still going to start, I'm assuming it is. Is that consistent with how you usually feel when you're you're rusty? You you feel like you – the last thing to come back is like the – what did you say to, to 150? Like, no, I think that's just permanent for me. I don't think that's a, a rust thing. I think that's my the weakest part of my golf game. Because I always feel like when I come back, I mean, not that I'm ever dialed in, but like the la- like the part that's just completely off. Like I'll hit a couple good ones from you know hit a good nine iron, a good seven iron. It's always the chipping that's just like I'll hit it way like from one one side of the green into the other bunker. Like that touch is always so hard to get back. I almost feel like if I don't play golf for a while and then I go out there, I honestly feel like I sort of play better because I'm not thinking about things so much. But that that 115 in, I've always struggled with, so I don't I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's not something that you go out and average people don't just go out and practice that. So that's why that's why the pros are the pros and we're not because 100. 50 yards in, everybody on the PGA Tour can hit it to about 10 feet every time. I'm lucky if I get it on the green. Um, last weekend, the WGC Workday Championship at the concession. It's the full name of that tournament. Golf course looked pretty tough. It looked tough for a lot of players, but Colin Morcow won, shot 18 under, 19 under, I think. Um, Still a really tough course. It looked like – and he looked really, really good. I don't. It was never really close. I didn't watch as much on Sunday as I did the previous week, but it never looked like it, it got particularly close. I don't know how much you guys watched. I saw yeah, I word the whole week. Oh, go ahead, Brady. I, the only thing that stuck out to me, I, I tuned in right when they were coming to the, the par five over the water. That thing's about the scariest looking hole I've ever seen. Yeah, and when you texted us that, and I asked you if they said, like, what the carry distance was to the water, and you said you, the closest thing you could find was some picture on Twitter that was, like, 280. Yeah, because it was – I think it was, like, 280. He had hit his first one in the water, and the second one was, like, just over it. And I, yeah, I think it said 280. I mean, obviously, you could hit it a little farther right, but it seemed like most people were hitting it – like, their plan was just to hit it 270. If you If you have water – just nothing but water to hit it over. How far what, – what distance do you feel comfortable clearing? Compl- just nothing but water. 
Not 270, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the whenever I play, there isn't too many force carries. <clears throat> it, the course is down here. But I did play Prip Island in uh, excuse me, November. And uh, we were playing into the wind on this par three, and it was a 200-yard carry into the wind. It was like 230, and I destroyed a four iron and barely <laughs> barely got it over. I remember Ryan hit a uh, three wood, and he sent that thing 200 feet into the air, and it, uh, yeah, it didn't even get halfway there. But, uh, yeah, anything over 200 yards is terrifying for any amateur golfer, I'd say. That's what I was going to say. I I would say I would feel fairly comfortable with 200 yards in a way. Like, I I, obviously, I think with my driver, if I hit even a decent drive, it's going to go 200 yards. My – I would bet that my average drive is probably 240, 250, but that's with a lot of rollout too. So if it's like wet here, like it has been, I might be hitting a drive 220, 225. So if you don't catch one very great, 200 is going to be cutting it pretty close. Um, Brooks Kepka played well again, Victor Hovland. I got a I got a stat for Victor Hovland. I don't I don't know if I I might have put it in later. Yeah, I'll read that later. Victor Hovland played well again. He's been playing really well. Billy Horschel had a chance. Colin Morikawa didn't give anybody a chance there towards the end. Tony Finau fell victim to the first tee jitters curse last week. We talked about uh, Rory McIlroy making twenty five straight cuts. Um, had the most the most made cuts of anybody on tour right now. And he missed the cut after we talked about that. Brady took Tony Finau for his top 10 pick after he had been top 10. I don't know how many tournaments in a row now. He immediately did not finish top 10. He finished tied for 14th. Still played well. He was he had a chance going into Sunday. Um, and then, obviously, all the stuff with Tiger and everybody wore red and black on Sunday, which was kind of cool to see. Anybody else think it was kind of weird they, that Patrick Reed wore it? Like, do you think Tiger was really happy? Like, oh, there's Patrick Reed wearing red. I'm weird. Patrick Reed. Go ahead. Okay, sorry to interrupt you, Wes, but he's just a poser, you know? He's like he's a kid in high school who, like, you know, it's like, okay, perfect example here. Brady, Wes, you remember the morph dance? Prom backwards, wacky tacky dance. People would usually dress up and, you know, we'd, like, wear, like, a basketball jersey or we'd wear, like, some goofy shirt. He's the kid that just kind of tags along without being invited and it's like, I guess this is okay, but also, like, what are you doing? I think he's trying to – he's trying to repair his image still. He's got to do whatever it takes to uh, get in people's good graces again. He wants to make that Ryder Cup team which he might probably is going to automatically make it anyway. And he probably should make it. He's good enough to make it, and he would help the American team. But I don't know if people like him. Maybe it's just his wife that people don't like. Maybe he's actually okay, and his wife just sucks. I mean, it sounds like he sucked before he met his wife at Augusta State when he was at University of Georgia. It just sounds like he's just kind of a 
tool, which he is. But yeah, his wife's not the one cheating and stealing stuff from his teammates in the locker room. Yeah, that's a good point. She might still suck, though. She might still do that, but he also does that. Yeah, his his brother-in-law, whose caddy sucks too. I I went through his Instagram one afternoon, and I like got angry. <laughs> He got he got in a fight with a fan at the Ryder Cup in 2018 and got like suspended for a day. I think or was that the that was that was the Presidents Cup last year. Is that when it was? I knew it was yeah. at a team tournament because I think it, that was after the cheating scandal in the bunker. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, um, the uh, the opposite field event. That is also cursed. The Puerto Rico Open. Um, Brandon Grace won his first win in five years. So no, uh, no curse with him really. He's won before. He's won a few times on some various tours, but um, he's a fairly fairly big name. He was pretty good there for a while, I think. I think he might have the lowest score in a major round of sixty-two. I don't have a computer on me right now. I'm using my phone, but I think that might – I think that's the 2017 Open Championship, the one that Spieth won. So, if I, had used, if I had had him as the mystery golfer tonight and I gave that stat, you would have instantly known who that was. <laughs> There's no way we're getting it right tonight. <laughs> Did you look it up, Wes? I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. I. Yeah, no, he's – yeah, he's got some game. He's – Solid player. Where is he from? I think he's South African. Let's see. He is South African. Ranked 83rd in the world. Um, Got to go to his Wikipedia. Type in his name and everything's coming up about the Puerto Rico Open. So he plays on the European Tour, the PGA Tour, and the Sunshine Tour right now. Uh, first in 2017 – First man to record a sub-63 in a major, shot 62 at the Open Championship at Royal yep. Birkdale. Now, was the Puerto Rico Open on TV at all? Yeah, it was coming on like earlier in the – not early in the morning, but before they were starting coverage of the uh, WGC Workday Championship at the concession. I'm, I'm going to keep beating that drum, just hoping people will get behind me on it. But I, I just – I don't understand why there's not more golf on TV. It seems so easy. Just throw it on TV. There's so much other crap. There is literally a channel dedicated to golf. Like, what else are they doing other than showing the tournament when it's on? I don't want to watch. As much as I like Lexi Thompson, I don't want to see Lexi Thompson practicing with her swing coach while, <laughs> while they're playing a tournament in Florida. Like when I before I walked out here, they were doing one of those um, play and practice shows where they walk around with their coach and they talk about every shot they're going to hit, and it's really cool to watch. And it was really cool to watch Lexi Thompson do it. But I don't want that to be on when I could be watching the actual tournament. Sorry. All about the television rights, Wes. Which I don't understand why all the golf just can't be on television; can't be broadcasted, like. Golf is the easiest thing to watch. You, I mean, you can kind of go 
you can take a nap while watching it. You can you, yeah, you don't have to pay attention a, to every you single make a second. Delicious, you can go make a delicious Sunday meal with it on in the background. It's soothing. It's yeah, it's great. But I, I don't get it. I don't get it either, Brady. We're starting a movement. It just All right, so easy, man. Like just and just if you could lock in on a golfer, like if I bet on Tony Finau to finish in the top five, I, it's impossible to figure it out. Like I want to see his every shot. Like I don't know why they can't make that happen. They can make it happen because we talked about it before. They did it at the Masters. The technology's there to do it, and they just they're just not doing it. Um. The other tournament this weekend, uh, there was a uh, champions, PGA Tour champions, the senior open. Um, I don't know who won. Phil did not win. Um, the LPGA game bridge uh, was in Orlando, I believe. It was at Annika Sorenstam's home course. Nellie Corda won. Her sister, Jessica Corda, won the last LPGA Tour event, which was a few weeks ago. They've had a little bit of a break the second set of sisters to win back-to-back on the P- on the LPGA Tour, which I thought was pretty wild. Didn't know Annika Sorenstam had a sister, but her and her sister Charlotte won back-to-back tournaments in, I don't know when. In the 90s, probably. Yeah, I think I, think I remember seeing 97, maybe. I don't know if that's right. Dude, um, good, for, good for the quarter sisters. They're, they're great. And they're both playing this weekend. In the LPGA Drive-On Championship, um, a lot of a lot of the top players playing in that one. The uh, PGA Tour goes to Bay Hill in Orlando for the Ar- Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton won last year for a tournament for Arnold Palmer's tournament. I expected there to be more big names in it. There are a decent amount of big names, but it's not a it's not a completely loaded field like the last two weeks have been. Um, Rory, Jordan Spieth, Bryson, Max Homa, Victor Hovland, Ricky Fowler, Patrick Reed are kind of the big names playing. So a lot of big names not. Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, they're skipping out this week. Um, yeah, I think that moving the PGA to May and moving the players to March has kind of throwing a wrench in the plans for the uh, tournament at Bay Hill. It's usually it's pretty star-studded. Yeah, as cool as it is to have like a a big tournament like that every month, it has kind of screwed up a few other tournaments in the the field that they get. Um, The players is next week, right? Yep. Yeah, so that's obviously why a lot of people aren't aren't playing in this one because they're – Saving up for that, but I don't remember the tournament last year. Apparently, it was pretty difficult. The weather, I think, got pretty bad. Um, so, I don't think there were too many too many real high scores. I don't know a whole lot about the golf course, but apparently, it plays pretty tough. So, we'll see what happens this year. Um, Kamaya Johnson got another sponsor's exemption for this tournament. He was uh, – had the sponsors for the farmers, got sick with COVID, missed it, played at Pebble Beach a few weeks ago. Um, so this is his second PGA Tour event, so that, that'll be cool to watch. Um, yeah, I hope he makes the cut. Yeah, that would be really cool. I don't um, – not too often that sponsors exemption players make the cut, but I'm, it's definitely happened, and 
that would be a cool story added on to his already cool story. Um, we do need to make our top 10 picks for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Tyler's not here, but he sent in a couple of his picks. So we'll see what the rest of us pick. And then uh, since he's four and six, he'll, he'll get to pick last. <clears throat> Doesn't seem to matter for him. He's going yeah. to win no matter what. Yep. Um, me and you are one and, one and seven, Brady. Is that right? You and William are one and seven. I am two and seven, I think. All right, William, you go ahead and go first. Um, okay, I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth. I hope he plays well. I was, I was between four guys, and I just kind of did some eeny, meeny, money mo real quick. But he's been playing well. Uh, I think he finally has his feet from underneath him, and I hope he – Finishes top ten, if not win. Well, we got Jordan Spieth at. Jordan Spieth is plus three hundred. And sorry, I should have said it before we started picking. Brady, give us our uh, up to date numbers. How much money have we lost? I am down twenty five dollars on the year. William is down forty five dollars on the year. Wes is down twenty six dollars, and Tyler is up fifty four dollars on the year. I've also got a, a separate running tab here. We got to update you on on the Gray Fox from last week. He had John Rom finish thirty second and Rory McIlroy finish sixth. So he's in the he's the leader in the clubhouse, but he's the only one in the clubhouse at thirty eight for our guest pickers. And we'll have two more picks uh, later this week from our other guest pickers. Um, so make sure to listen to that episode in a couple days. William, you took Jordan Spieth plus 300 to finish in the top 10. I wrote down three different names, um, none of which were the same as Tyler, so we're good there. I wasn't sure who I was going to pick, but I think I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to go with Matt Fitzpatrick. I read some stuff today. He's had three top 15 finishes at Bay Hill, so I'm hoping he uh, knows the course and has played well enough he can – a lot of top 10 he played well last weekend too so he's kind of on the verge of breaking through and winning a pga tour tournament so maybe he'll finish up there interesting that's a that's a good pick i was looking through DraftKings and like the the betting odds on him today and there's like a big there's like a split which makes me think like maybe vegas knows something that that the the daily fantasy people don't know but he was i think he was like a lot higher on the vegas board. he's t- plus 225 and finished top 10 I'm going to take somebody that I've teased taking quite a few times. It's what I like to call the emotional hedge. If he finishes top 10, that's great for me. If he doesn't, it's still great for me. So it's a win-win. I'm going to take Bryson DeChambeau. He sucks so much. To finish top 10 at plus 160. You fool it. If he finishes top 10, I'll be wearing my hat next week. I bet you will. Um, Tyler texted me two picks today. He wanted uh, – I don't know his methodology picking these two players. He wants Kevin Na. What's Kevin Na at? Uh, is he even in the – is he in the field? He is plus 500. Tyler's getting a little cocky on us. 
Yeah, but Kevin Nall is a great pick, though. Like <laughs> Kevin Nall is steady Eddie out there. I wanted to uh, I wanted to pick Victor Hovland. I let that go because I'd already picked him one time. That's not a rule that we have, but I just figured it would be more fun if I picked somebody different. And also wrote down Sung J M, who has finished uh, tied for third and third at Bay Hill before. Yeah, yeah. Wes, I had. Uh... Matt Fitzpatrick, and I also had Mark Leishman and Paul Casey on my list. I thought about Mark Leishman, too. I was reading some stuff about him. He's played well there before. Yep. I thought about just picking Tony Finau again just to stay stay strong. I know he's not playing, but I, I thought I might just <laughs> – I, I, I broke it down. I could have picked Tony Finau every week since we started doing this, even on the times he didn't play, and I would still have a better record than what I actually have. <laughs> Couldn't do it for you last week, though. Nope. If you need any kind of golf outerwear, hats, vests, jackets, um, go to Solo Golf, Solo Golf Company, S-O-L-O, Solo Golf. News code, first T-Jitters to check out for 10% off your purchase. Also check out uh, Golf's Most Wanted for the best ball markers you can find. We got a couple from them. They're pretty cool. So check them out. Um, also, coming up in April, we're doing our Masters Pick'em. Uh, we explained that a little bit last week. Brady, you want to explain it again real quick? Yeah, when I listen back, I don't think I explained it very well. But what we're going to do is we're going to take everybody who's paired together on Saturday, and you're going to pick between the people who are paired together who's going to finish on Sunday ultimately higher than the other. So you'll effectively get one point for each person that you pick correctly out of the pairings. Person with the most points gets something nice from, from Wes. Good deal. Um, I don't want to rehash our, uh, the great golf ball debate, but I just, (laughs) I'm not getting all the way into it, but I stumbled across something on Twitter I think it was Titleist that had tweeted it out. 68% of players at the WGC Workday Championship at the concession played a Titleist ball. Next closest competitor was 15%. I don't even know who the next closest was. I'm assuming probably TaylorMade. That's um, what I was about to say. Yeah. Tell but I, I think that, that should be enough to end the argument. If yeah. 68% yeah. of tour players are playing the same ball, then what, what is there left to talk about? I agree. That is all. I'm just in full-on troll mode this week with the Bryson pick. Now I'm just thinking about – I'm daydreaming about me creating a burner Twitter account called Can You Snell What The Rock Is Cooking? (laughs) (laughs) And just start tweeting at you guys about how it's the superior golf ball to title us. I'm going to have to end up taking blood pressure medication, I think, if we we keep this golf ball thing going. Between that and Dr. Seuss – I'm losing my mind. I think we were promised a little Dr. Seuss talk. I just, I don't, I'm not going on a full rant, but I think it's ridiculous that we have to listen to Nicki Minaj's Truffle Butter and the Cardi B WAP song, but we can't freaking read Dr. Seuss in schools anymore. It is asinine. It's a good word. Amen. <sighs> Um, WAP is my ringtone, Wes. You're going to need to change that before we go to Asheville. <laughs> Victor Hovland, we talked about him earlier. He uh, 
I saw this earlier. He in his last seven starts since his win um, at the when he won the Mayakoba. Is that right? Yeah. Um, since his win there, he has finished first, tied for third, tied for thirty first, had an off week there, tied for second, tied for sixth, tied for fifth, tied for second. Victor Hovland has been rolling, and I probably should have taken him for my top ten pick now after I read that. Um, but so he's been doing all that. Colin Morikawa just won his fourth tournament, I believe. A, a WGC event, which is yep. first you know, uh, a step him and, below him and, a major. Him and Tiger Woods are the only two players to win a WGC event and a major before they turn 25. So pretty good company there. Matthew Wolf, comparatively, hasn't really done a whole lot. He um, withdrew after the first round this weekend, actually. He's been dealing with an injury, so he's, he's getting a pass there. But um, is he sort of – is he falling behind Hovland and Morikawa, or do you think that it'll all even out in the end? I think he's falling behind a little bit, but he'll be fine. He's still so young. Um, also – Hovland won the U.S. Amateur, which is probably one of the hardest events to win. Period. Even though it's an amateur event, you know, the, the match play. Yeah, it's insane. So he won that, and Morikawa's won the PGA and the World Golf Classic event. Wolf hasn't really won a big event like that, and I think he will. It'll just take a little bit of time. I think he will too. He won the 3M and he he was second to Bryson at the the US Open. So it's not like he's been consistently struggling since he turned pro. He's had a rough go of it here lately, but he's also been dealing with an injury and those two other guys have just kind of turned it on. So I don't I don't think I think he is behind, but I don't think he's always going to be behind. I'm going to play the my usual role of the the other sports guy, but baseball pitchers you know, some of them might do do better earlier on in the big leagues, depending on their style. You know, maybe somebody who throws gas is used to just throwing things by people might not do as well as a crafty pitcher coming up. Same thing with, you know, hidden off-speed pitches. Is there anything in, in Wolf's game that maybe just doesn't translate as well on the professional level that, that if you give them time, it might work out? Yeah, I think the easy thing to point out is that the, he's got a different swing. He's got that hitch in his swing, and I don't know if it's just – I don't think that has anything to do with it because he's been doing that for his entire life. So it's not like it's not repeatable. So I, th- I think that's just the easy thing to point out. But other than that, I don't really know. Yeah. It, no, it's, I, he's fine. And also like Victor Hovland, he's kind of got a homemade swing as well. Yeah. Uh, I remember when he first got on tour, he kind of had a little hitch at the top of his swing, too. He had, like, a double pump. Well, and he still does that sometimes. They actually mm-hmm. did a little feature on that the other day. It's sort of a – he does it on purpose when he really needs to put something in a fairway or something. Yeah. Like, kind of straightens him out a little bit. But, yeah, I think you're right about that, William. Uh I'm going to, I had another topic on there. I'm going to save it for another time. It's, we don't need to talk about that right now. Um, so we're moving on to the mystery golfer. And this week there is a 
changing of the guard because William, either William was too good at guessing or I was too bad at making the selections and giving hints. So we are now, William is the king of the mystery golfer and he is now in charge and, and leading the way. So William, this is your first week giving us the mystery golfer. I'm very, very concerned about this now that we're not going to get any of them. I was four and 12. So out of 16, out of 16 mystery golfers, you guys got 12 right. Can we clear this one up or are we starting from a new slate? So can William pick people that you've already picked? I guess. I don't, I don't, it doesn't bother me. We're in William's world now. Yeah. William makes the rules. All right, guys. Are you ready? <clears throat> ready as we're getting. Hey, this mystery golfer won PGA Rookie of the Year in 2003. He is four PGA Tour victories, one major, was a member of the 2008 Ryder Cup team. And I'll go ahead and tell you where he played college golf, at Kent State. He's an Ohio boy. I feel like I've seen stuff before about somebody playing at Kent State, but I'm going to have a hard time figuring out who it is. And the major was an open championship, if I didn't say that. I'll give you that. 2003 Rookie of the Year. I, I know for a fact I have seen where somebody played at Kent State, and I cannot for the life of me figure out who it is. Give me some names here, Wes. Like, who, do you, who would you think the, would the, be? For some reason, the first name I thought of was Matt Kuchar, but he, he hasn't won a major. Well, let's see. 2003 Rookie of the Year? Wouldn't he have been earlier than that? Probably. I don't know. We're older than we think we are, though. 2003 was a long time ago. That's true. That's scary to think about. God, it's, this is going to make me really mad when I know who it is because it stands out that he went to Kent State. And he was on the 2008 Ryder Cup team at Valhalla when the U.S. won, when they were the underdogs. So – I'm looking through the list of other people that we've picked before, and I, I feel pretty certain William wouldn't have picked one that we had already done. So it's not any. It's, it's not. But it's somebody – it's got to be somebody in that sort of Zach Johnson kind of mold. Gosh. How old is, like, Harris English? He, yeah, he went to Georgia. Okay. It's, it's somebody – has this person won recently? No. I know that I have seen Kent State. I'll give you one more hint. He no longer plays professional golf. He is a teaching pro now. He's it's not Anthony teaching. Tim, is it? I don't nope. think – I think that made it even worse for me. I don't think that helped. I think these are good hints, though. This is this is makes for a lot better content than you just knowing who I'm picking every week. Teaching pro. Gosh, I don't know. I don't even know if I have a guess. Maybe. I got nothing. Do you have any other hints? You can maybe get us close. Uh, poor his. Three wins besides the Open Championship are the Booz Allen Classic, 84 Lumber, and the Valero Texas Open. So, I'd 
I don't think the 84 Lumber event is even an event anymore. I don't even know about the booze out. Did Rock, Rocco Mediate never won a major? Is that right? Nope. I'm, I'm stumped completely. I don't know. Brady, you might have to just throw out a name. Yeah, I got I got nothing. It's Ben Curtis. Oh, that's not who I would have thought. I don't I'm think that's not where I was going with that. Maybe I was thinking, is is there anybody else who has gone to Kent State? Uh, they historically have a really good golf program. Um, I'm sure you could look that up, but. Well, that's what I was thinking. When we did around the football national championship, I remember looking at a bunch of colleges and stuff and seeing something. And Ben Curtis was not the name that I was thinking of, but there is somebody who went to like a really obscure college like that kind of in the Midwest. And I don't remember who it was. That's why – see where Matt Kuchar went because maybe that was it. He went to Georgia Tech. Nah. He won. Yeah, he was like the number one amateur in the world at Georgia Tech, Matt Kuchar was. And it took him – he like kind of went between tours for a while until he kind of got his game together and became a mainstay on the PGA Tour. But, uh, yeah, 2003 Rookie of the Year, that was the same year he won the Open Championship. That was a good one. I liked that one. If I ever figure out where the the one is that I was thinking of, then I'll tell you. But maybe it wasn't Kent State, but it was something sort of like that. Is it cool? no, yeah, I don't think it was anybody that went to Kent State. I just looked through all those. It was it was somewhere Midwest, like Ohio, something like that. Indiana. Zach Johnson. It was Zach Johnson went to Drake. Yeah, that, we talked about that. Yeah, we did the shout-out to Kathy Kaiser because that's what she was. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's who it was. Drake, not Kent State. I was going in the right direction. That was a good one. Well, 0 for 1. Good work, though. Um, two more things before we finish up. It's our last episode of adding somebody to the frat house. We're, uh, we're changing things up and doing something new after this. So I'm voting that uh, we have all these people in the frat house. I'll run down the list real quick, and, and you can tell me who we're missing. Harry Higgs is the president. Brooks Kepka, Ricky Fowler, Harold Varner III, Dale uh, Abraham Answers Caddy. John Daly Jr. and Little John Daly, Pat Perez, Dustin Johnson, Walter Hagen, and Old Tom Morris. Still not sure how they got in there. Uh, Keith Mitchell, Kenny Pigman, the entire cast of Happy Gilmore. And there's one big name that needs to get into the frat house before we close it. Maybe like a, a pet of some sort, like a, like the pet that they had in The Hangover. What, what was it? The man himself, Tiger Woods. Needs to be in the frat house. Eldrick. Eldrick Tiger Woods. We uh, wish him the best in his recovery. Welcome to the frat house. Now he can come drink his pain away. I think we should add Abraham answer as well because he has his own tequila company. I That's think that fair. would be a and great. His, and his caddy's in. <laughs> yeah. We said Dale. I was like, got to add. 
Gotta add Abe. He's got his own tequila. Anybody else we want to throw in while we're at it? <laughs> no, but I just realized that it was probably our fault all along. If if we would have inducted Tiger sooner, he would have had our designated driver system, and he never would have gotten into this mess in the first place. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Always drink responsibly. He wouldn't have. Need, he wasn't drunk. I'm not trying to say that. Let's get clear the air there first. It was a complete accident. But, but he would have had somebody else driving. He could have yeah. used another driver. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what we're going to replace it with, this was Tyler's idea, and I feel bad doing this the first time when he's not here. This was a really good idea, but we're going to start uh, chronicling Tiger's wins from 1 to 82 every week. Just a little short thing about it. And I looked up his uh, first win is now the Shriners Hospital Open. In 1996, it was the Las Vegas Invitational. Um, And I found this little – I found this website that has a few little interesting facts – At the time Tiger won this, his first win, there were 402 players with at least two wins. Uh, And then, obviously, over time, he gets to number 82, which is tied for first ever. So that number will shrink. Um, So 1996, Las Vegas Invitational. The winning score was 27 under par. I thought that was crazy, and I started reading into it. It was a five-round tournament. I don't know when they stopped doing that. Um, but he beat Davis Love the third in a playoff. Davis Love the third eagled and birdied 17 and 18 in the fifth round to send it to a playoff, and Tiger won uh, on the first playoff hole for his first win. So win number one in the Tiger Chronicles was 1996 Las Vegas Invitational. Anybody got anything else? That's a great first win. A lot yeah. of traumatic. Davis on the third. He eagled the last two holes. Davis on the third did. Eagle birdie on the last two. Can you imagine watching that? We thought that two weeks ago was exciting on Sunday. My, my God. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool to watch. Imagine going. Imagine if we're playing. Imagine being in Asheville and you need you need to make up three shots in two holes to to tie somebody. That's just not happening. Straight cash, homie. All right. Good three, everybody. Um, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at first underscore T Jitters. Some asshole had taken the name already before we picked it. Um, Check out our website, firsttjitters.weebly.com. And always tip your cart, girl. Thanks for listening to us this week. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at first underscore T Jitters and check out our website at firsttjitters.weebly.com. Also, if you're interested in learning anything about bourbon, be sure to check out the Barrel Brothers podcast. It's the Barrel Brothers, available on Spotify Podcast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen. Thank you.